Ruru Radio. This is the What Are You Looking At podcast, produced by Contemporary Art Tasmania. I am Lisa Campbell-Smith, and you're about to listen to a conversation between the Indonesian artist collective Ruan Grupa and journalist and cultural project manager Christina Scott, speaking about the upcoming documenta this year in 2022. This interview was originally commissioned and recorded in 2021 by Melbourne-based arts organisation The Substation, for Platform Indonesia, programmed and curated by Christy Monfries for Volcanic Winds. Contemporary Art Tasmania has translated this interview for English-speaking audiences and will release alongside the Indonesian version for Indonesian-speaking audiences. The translation of this conversation is important to Contemporary Art Tasmania as it expands on issues around new ways of working collaboratively on art projects, as well as directly feeding into this organisation's dedication to work with artists and organisations within the Global South. Most recently, Indonesia, through the Instrument Builders Project and partnership with Australasian curatorial platform Volcanic Wind. Radio tanpa gelombang, radio Hello, teman-teman sekolah. Apa kabar? Selamat datang. Hello, school year friends. Welcome to Ruru Radio. Today, you're with me, Christina Scott, journalist and cultural project manager from Germany, but I've lived in Indonesia for 20 years. That means I was already in Jakarta in 2000 when a group of artists I know coincidentally created a kind of experimental art lab, which they named Ruang Rupa. Ruang Rupa encourages the development of not only fine arts, but also music, performance art, video art, conducts research and publishes books, amongst many other things. In the beginning, the project was really simple. I still remember that the exhibition was in a small dark room that was always leaking in the middle of one of Jakarta's urban slum areas called a kampung. But over time, Ruang Rupa has succeeded in influencing really influencing the art scene in Indonesia, especially in the context of urban art. They have also developed their ideas at international festivals while still holding on to their collective spirit. From the beginning, the focus has been on cooperation, sharing and solidarity. Now, 20 years on, the Rurang Rupa team have been invited to be the artistic director for Document 15, which will be held next year in Kassel, Germany. Documenta is the largest exhibition in the world, which is held every five years and has a highly prestigious reputation. Today we are going to talk with four members of Ruang Rupa about their work for Documenta. Firstly, Ajung Nurul Ain. Ajung has been the manager of Ruang Rupa since 2011. Then there's Farid Rakun who started off in architecture, then became a lecturer and art curator. And Indra Ameng, who has been Ruang Rupa's program coordinator and band music manager since the beginning. And finally, Reza Asung Afesina, director of Ruang Rupa Art Lab and multimedia artist, who is now a resident of Castle preparing documenta there. Hello, semuanya. 
Halo. 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 Terima kasih. Halo, Halo Tina. Apa kabar ya? Baik-baik. Congratulations guys on getting such a prestigious job. How did you do it? Maybe you can tell us a bit about it. Thank you. Thank you. Mm, the story at the time was pretty simple. At the time, at the end of 2018, we were actually working together with Serum and Graphis Huru, two other collectives from Jakarta. And we just created something called Good School. So, it was like having a new toy. Then suddenly, what do you call it? A member of the finding committee, which is what they call who appoint the next artist director for Documenta, contacted us, asking if mm, back then we weren't even candidates, but if they could include Ruang Rupa's name in their discussions. At the time, we didn't actually think it would happen. So, believe it, believe it or not, because even though we knew that Documenta happens every five years, and that is important, prestigious, and all that, we just didn't think that something like Documenta would want to work together with something like Ruang Rupa. Why? Our understanding was that the two had different responsibilities. We also didn't really know about the history of Documenta and those kinds of things. Only, after a few days, the idea was planted in our minds and we thought that it probably wouldn't be polite to turn them down. On top of that, we didn't even know if Ruang Rupa would be chosen or not, and so we just said yes. Then after chatting amongst ourselves, we all agreed that if we did start working for Documenta in Kesal, that we didn't want to do was, we definitely didn't want to forget about our previous experiences and forget about Jakarta. Because Jakarta is Ruang Rupa's main responsibility, especially since we had just started good school. So, what experiences are you referring to that pointed you in that direction? Does that mean you've had not so positive experiences in the past that led you in that direction? It's not. It's not that they were not positive. Just the consequences of concentrating on different places. We've been invited to exhibitions as artists. Sunspeak is also like that, right? You are invited to be a curator and then as a collective curator something in Europe. So just learning from experiences like that. That's why we actually came out with a return invitation for Documenta to be part of something that Ruang Rupa and our colleagues in Jakarta were doing. That's why it's called Lumbung, because Lumbung was something that we were already doing. We had at least already thought about it and tried it out, with different levels of success and failure since 2016, before we became good school. So, it seems that that was well received on their end, yeah? We could say it's a kind of revolution, actually, from Documenta's previous way of thinking. How was it received? We were, three of us. Me, Ade Dharmawan, and Julia Sarisetiati went to Kassel at the time to do the interview. Actually, we were surprised that we were chosen. 
We were surprised because their interviews were done over three days in a row, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. If I'm not mistaken, in one, in one weekend. After that, after us, it's a funny story actually. After we were chosen, all three of us were suddenly nervous and couldn't think straight. So many things were going through our, through our brains after we ended up being chosen. Now what's going to happen? What do we want to do from here? You were shocked actually. Yeah, it was really surprising. And after that, all three of us agreed to promise to tell our friends who were waiting back in Jakarta for the news that we were not accepted. No, no, we failed. It wasn't us. They chose someone else. Then we went back to Jakarta, and after a week or a few days, yeah, a week or so, we met up again and told everyone. Guess what, guys? We actually are the artist director of Documenta. Then after that, Asung actually said at the time, well, if it's like that, we probably shouldn't accept it, this job. <laughs> so did you have a party after that? Mm, no, not really. No, straight to work. There was a sense of euphoria. Wow, we got it. But it was more like, okay, where do we go from here? What's the next step? And things like that. Did the jury who chose you give a reason for selecting Ruam Rupert as artistic director? One thing was uh, because there were three series of interviews, right? Three interviews. The first and second interviews were really different. The ambience was really different. One of the reasons, well, there was also one of the reasons why the jury chosen us in the end, because they said we were able to listen. Hmm, so uh, it was really different. The first and second day, the room, the rooms were different. First, um, the first day was in a building that used to be a church. So the ceilings were really high, it was really formal, the table was big, and it was really cold. Really cold, because the ceiling was so high, like uh, what's cold? Mm, to make it warm, to make it warm, right? So it was hard compared to compared to the second day. The second day was in library, a small library, so it was more intimate. Yeah, so that was your experience of the selection process. One of the reasons for the success of Rung Rupa's artistic work to date is actually its global interdisciplinary and collaborative work. Could you maybe tell me a bit about your artistic practices in Documenta, Ame? Yeah. Hi, Tina. Yeah. So, following on from what Farid said about the proposal or concept or idea that we sent, we imagined that it would be in line with what we were looking on at that time. If we look back on our previous experiences, Ruang Rupa's approach since the beginning has been that we get enthusiastic about working with someone, especially in terms of Ruang Rupa's context in Jakarta. Of course, talking about things related to Jakarta's urban context, urban issues. And then, of course, over time, 
as a collective of artists, we also transformed to become a kind of public space, meaning we also made new relationships with friends and neighbors, which made us think about helping others by becoming a support system. One of the ways, for example, is that the people we work closest with, art students, to develop their ideas, work together at Ruang Rupa. We provide a space where they can meet up, to be used as a laboratorium where they can work together to develop new ideas and also to support regeneration. Because we are not only supporting young artists, for example, but also supporting the growth of young writers, for instance, and young curators, etc. And from there, it led to talking about our strategy for how we could continue to run, and then the topic of discussion. Our plans for the future eventually developed into how to survive, and that developed into the models that we always adapt developed based on what's needed. Models like what actually is the organization, what will it be in the future, and finally what Farid was talking about that in 2016, and we had already started this before then, that we collaborated with several collectives to make one business unit which had already begun to practice what was the inspiration for Lumbung the concept of Lumbung, what we can do to share resources. That's what then became the ecosystem? To form an ecosystem and to look at how we could evolve together moving forward. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important what you talked about regarding regeneration, that there are young people who also grow and support Rungrupa or other organisations which you go on to build systems that could that could help you to survive, not just to have fun. In the beginning, actually, when you first started, you were really focused on developments in Jakarta and the spirit and what was happening post-Reformation in Jakarta. I think that's what made it so impressive was that you could translate it to other places, to global and international systems, because that's a really special kind of spirit. How did that manage to change so the focus on urban art in Jakarta post-democracy, for example, could develop into international collaborations in other places like Brazil and Korea and all the other places you've worked? Maybe that can also be added to the same. What is it? Because from the beginning, we worked together with other organisations a lot and artists from overseas or from different cities to make art projects or for example, just research, facilitating. So learning from each other? Yeah, learning from that. Then from 2017, we have had the Art Lab or Art Laboratorium Division, which focuses not only on creating art projects, but also artistic research. That has also opened up opportunities to work together with other organizations outside of the artistic field even. Maybe later Reza Asung can talk about Art Lab journey, which helped us to be really connected with other people out there. 
Yeah, you really do have a fantastic network. Uh, so we're going to take a short break with a chosen song by our Meng. Maybe you could tell us the title and why you, ch- you chose this song? This song is interesting because Ruang Rupa was actually the producer for this record. We worked together with a band from Bogor, a punk band from Bogor, on an art project which appeared at the time in the Asian Pacific Triennale. The name of the band is The Kuda. At the time, the project was, we made a short mockumentary of the pro- journey of a punk band that we came up with, that existed or was formed in the mid-70s. And they made a record that wasn't actually very popular, but their music actually made it to Australia. This song is by the Kuda, and it's called Lihatlah lurus ke depan. Look straight ahead. Ruru Radio.
We're back now, and I would like to ask Asung, who's been living in Castle since last year. Documenter hasn't actually started yet, but you're all busy preparing for it. There's already a building in Castle where there's lots of activities and where artists and participants and Documenter 15 can present, and it's called Ruru House. Asung and Iswanto are already there and have been organising most of it. Could you tell us a bit about what you've been doing and the concept over there? Yeah, actually, there was a need for Ruang Rupa to set foot in castle, in the sense that our approach, which can be said to be pretty holistic, because, like Farid explained before, when we started, um, we started by, what's the word? We presented a proposal to Documenta, and uh, we've been grateful to be able to collaborate with Documenta since then. Actually, the main thing for us is prioritizing how we can get to know more about castle itself because we figured that the essence of Ruang Rupa's overall working system, like Ameng mentioned earlier, that we are um, we really want to build relationships that extend further than just developing our artistic process so far in Jakarta or even with good school, because we are composing good school simultaneously, working together with collectives in Jakarta. And now our ecosystem has grown even bigger with Documenta, and we hope that by coming to Castle, we are not just here to make Documenta, but also uh, introduce ourselves as co a collective, as a, as and also how we work to work out what Documenta 15 is all about. And uh, in the end, one thing we really need is not a new experience for Ruang Rupa, because we always do things like this. For Sonspec 2016, we also opened a space called Ruru House, and at the Sao Paulo Biennale, we also use a showroom in Ibirapura as a place to gather and have guests. So actually, we've been doing these things like this for a long time. Ruru Gakko for the Aichi Triennale was also similar to this. We were built a space that we didn't just manage, but also could live in, where we had lots of different conversations. So we recreated this hangout method in Ruru House and uh, we are in charge of really big building. <laughs> it used to be a... Can you describe what the space is like? Is it in the middle of the city? Is it a new building, an old building? How big? So that we can picture it. To start with, uh, we thought about having a living room discussion. Actually, the living room concept is like what you experienced, Tina. When, uh, when Ruang Rupa had some spaces in Tibet, they were like houses, right, Tina? Houses. There were living rooms that we managed to be like meeting spaces, exhibition spaces, discussion spaces, things that developed to meet our needs at the time. And, and when we picture and recreating it here, in a context like Documenta, uh, like Farid said, because we didn't really know how Documenta work. And when we look into it, we realized it's actually really big. And when we were throwing around the idea of having a living room, we weren't thinking we'd uh, have a big space. We were thinking it would be like Ruang Rupa in a shared house where there is a living room that has a warm atmosphere in a sense that we imagine it not being very big. Then we were introduced to this place, Kaos Halle, which used to be a sports arena and also a place where transactions were made, which is interesting, right? 
from the context and concept of how the building's cosmology eventually led to Ruru House being created here uh, in the early eras from industrial development in the 50s, and now we are occupying the space. You should explain that Kauf Hall used to be a kind of mall where you could get cheap stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's our understanding of it, because it started off as a place to store goods. Was it uh, how the shop worked? So we generally picture Kauf Halle as a place of transactions, the mode of transactions. So we transcribe or transfer the idea of a living room to a building which since uh, its origin has had a pattern of transactions. We thought, wow, this is interesting. It's the perfect place for us to exchange experience, distribute knowledge, and introduce our artistic approach to Documenta 15. And actually, the most important thing is that by having a space this big, we can expand our ability to make friends and collaboration with people in Castle, mainly. So it's like a gathering place. So um, at the moment, what activities or what can you see there at the moment? At the moment, we are free from restrictions. We have been operating since July 2020, actually, in uh, the sense that we have conducted some joint activities with a focus of mapping, potential collective work, and also the city's relationship with collectives and communities that are currently scattered around Castle. So we introduce ourselves to each other and try to be good hosts to one another. Yeah, just that. We offered ourselves up because in the context of this big building or big space, we told them this is also a collective space for us to grow alongside one another, share experiences with one another and share, um, what do you call it? Uh, knowledge about things going on in Castle. Yeah, so those are the strategies, the potential that we've developed with collectives in Castle at the moment whether it be people who have been directly involved in previous editions of Documenta, their experiences with Documenta in terms of both individual and institutional events. I mean, for those who have worked on Documenta, because lots of our friends in Castle have experience working on Documenta pieces, and we share these experiences so that we know what steps we can take together. For example, what kind of activities we could may be implemented to address things that we were missing from previous edition of Documenta. And then, what's called, what form it will take and how it will relate to our colleagues, our list of participants made up of artists we invite to take part in Documenta. Things like that. Okay, thank you, Asol. We've heard a few times now about Lumbung and the concept of Lumbung. Maybe to get a bit more of into the details, what does Lumbung concept mean in the context of Documenta? Arjun, could you please explain a little bit about that? In terms of the Lumbung concept in the context of Documenta, Lumbung was actually a term we borrowed for Documenta 15. Actually, what drew us to the concept, apart from the fact that we had already tried out and developed it in the good school ecosystem, was actually the values contained within Lumbung, which relate to the collective work that we have carried out up until now. We can categorize the Lumbung values based on the practices or collective work that we have taken part in to date. Some examples are like generosity, then there's humor, 
there's independence, curiosity, there's regeneration, and also being locally anchored, which relates to an organization or collective's work within the local environment or their own ecosystem. Then there's transparency and sufficiency. Um, for example, an artist participating in documentaries and included in Lumbung, how do you do that and what does that practice look like? Pretty much artists who are involved. We, as well as inviting a number of artists, but collectives and individuals, we actually also form a network here, right? That we call Lumbung Interlocal. We invited several other collectives with practices and work similar to Ruang Rupas from different regions and parts of the globe. So You mean there are a number of artists from different countries who you group together? Yeah. Yes, correct. Um, actually, I'm just thinking about that we haven't yet talked about it. I mean, at the moment, Germany is still in lockdown with the coronavirus pandemic still going on. People still can't get together to collaborate physically and have workshops, for example. So do you guys have some kind of plan B in case next year there are still restrictions in place? Or are you still planning as if the pandemic has passed? With the conditions being like they are, we are optimistic that we will be able to hold Documenta 15 in 2022. But that also means opening up space for experimentation. And actually, this experimentation has been interesting, especially since our friends from Lumbung Interlocal and the artists involved have always used experimental methods to do new things. And from here, we hope that these collaborations will emerge in 2022. Okay, I would really like to thank you all very much. Good luck both online and offline. Um, we're going to listen to one more song to finish off, which has been chosen by Asung. Asung, could you tell us the name of the song and why you chose it? Actually, this song is interesting because it's related to the Kuda, who we listened to earlier. Coincidentally, Kronchong Tugu is a music group from Jakarta who don't just make songs, but also have a small community that is involved in developing Kronchong music and... What is the word? I guess Jakartan traditional culture with Tanjidor Kronchong, music that at the time was adapted from Portuguese, if I'm not mistaken. This track is called Old Batavia, which is performed by them, and coincidentally, we've collaborated with them on a few occasions, and hopefully you, you like it, because the music is pretty good. Okay, terima kasih semua. Okay, Selamat malam, tuan-tuan dan nyonya-nyonya Ikrat ke alam, dirta amasiran Mete dua, overall katafian Ikin terang, andin doi 
Jawa 